All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 30 of the Last One Fast One podcast. We have a couple great guests tonight. Um, 2023 World Silver and Bronze Medalist Maggie McNeil and two, 2023 two-time world champion and two-time Bronze Medalist Summer McIntosh. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So just kind of getting in, um, before we get into world championships, I kind of want to talk a little bit about Canadian swimming as a whole. So like, tell me a little bit about like Canadian swim culture. Like, cause when I think of like Canada, I think of like hockey, um, <laughs> and like grizzly bears. So like, tell me a little bit about like Canada and like, um, swimming in Canada. Want to go some? Yeah, I'll go. Um, swimming Canada, like, I think what's so amazing about our team is everyone's so tight knit and we're really close as teammates. So team culture is really amazing when we get to kind of meet up together and during those, um, staging camps before like a world championships or Olympics. So having that's really nice. And we kind of all lean on each other because we all kind of have same personal experiences. So yeah, overall, it's just, I think we're such a close team. So it's always a lot of fun. Even when we go back after training or like play some card games and get a little too competitive sometimes and things like that. So it's always just a good time with everyone. For sure. I mean, it's no secret that like, obviously hockey is definitely the sport you think of when you think of uh, Canada. But I think ever since probably, I want to say Rio, like swimming has been more on the map, I guess probably just every Olympic year, but I think it's slowly starting to kind of creep in um, where people are watching swimming a little bit more than they used to, which is always super exciting for us and definitely great for the sport. But I totally agree with everything that Summer said. And we had a lot of new faces and a lot of young kids kind of join the team this year, but they really fit in well with kind of the way we have established things and the culture that we've created. So it's always great to see that and hopefully keep fostering those relationships going into next year. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I don't know a ton about Canadian swimming, but like, why do you think like, I, yesterday I was kind of looking up like some of the medal tables and it's like 2016, like you started like Canada, 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 Canada. Why do you think that is? I think the thing is, is once you kind of start to gain that momentum and once other swimmers see one person do it, it's like, wait, maybe I could do this too. And then the momentum carries on throughout those years. And since Rio, I think we've just continued to gain momentum and inspired one another and motivated one another to continue to get better on the world level. So it's been a good time. Gotcha. I think part of that too is like, I think it's also just luck. Like we were all kind of the right age and similar ages at the same time. I mean, starting back in 2016, I mean, Pei and Tenny were the uh, Tay and Penny were the first couple ones that were first uh, 2000s to win medals at the Olympics. And then there were a bunch of us kind of similar age, like 20-ish. Um, so we always had a really young team compared um, to our international counterparts. And I think that's worked in our advantage, especially having that extra year due to COVID because uh, we could mature and kind of get stronger in those areas. For sure. So you both of you guys, like you train mostly in the United States now, is that right? Yes, yeah. I'm down in Sarasota, the Sarasota Sharks with my coach Brent. Um full-time and Maggie yeah I'm um, just finishing up this year I'm heading into my second year of my master's program at LSU okay so I have to ask are you a big LSU sports fan are you a LSU women's basketball fan um I have to say I am I was never really into basketball didn't know much about it until this year um but I went to a couple of games so that was really exciting and Kim Wilkie's such a great coach and motivates those girls so yeah. hopefully people on the swimming team can kind of 
take things away from that and hopefully we'll improve. But it was definitely hard this year. I'm like, is my allegiance to Michigan athletics or LSU? But right. LSU's atmosphere was amazing. So I'm a huge Hawkeye fan, big Caitlin Clark fan. Um, cause I live in Iowa and I have to say, I was super disappointed in that national championship game. I was like driving home with my girlfriend. I was like, we're watching it. And I was so mad. I pulled over. I was like, turn it off. We're done. Um, I like had to remove myself from social media. Cause like I could not scroll and anything without seeing LSU national championships, but, um, I'll do respect. You guys have a great team at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering, I was like, I wonder if she's a big LSU sports fan or not. Okay. Um, enough of the Canada. I'll actually talk about some swimming now. So tell me a little bit about the Fukuoka training camp. I saw something on uh, your Instagram, Maggie, like a torrential downpour. Um, can I talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I mean, it's usually monsoon season in Japan around that time, and we had staged at that venue back in 2019, so it was nice to go back to somewhere familiar, and I mean, most people would agree, I think, but everyone loves just the opportunity to train outside. It just kind of changes the atmosphere and makes it seem a little bit more fun and less kind of the usual same old, same old, like you'll get some rain, you'll get some sun, so it makes things interesting, Um, but that video was from the very first practice we had, so we arrived pretty late on the night of the 12th uh so a couple of us got up early and we swam the next morning um just to like kind of swim out travel which is super important when we're getting ready to kind of adjust your body uh so it was just me and tay at that point and it was pouring rain um but it was kind of nice it's kind of calming swimming outside in the rain gotcha have you ever done anything like that when it's been like that crazy um back in 2013 at age group nationals we have this one facility that's outdoors and I just remember it was this huge thunderstorm in the middle of the meet on the last night. And we somehow we still were able to swim, but I just remember that really vividly. Yeah. Summer, you ever swam anything like that crazy before? Yeah. Since I am in Florida, training outside is very much a part of my everyday routine. And there we have these things like they're like sensors. And when a light lightning's like 15 minutes away we have there's like an alarm that goes off we have to get out of the pool and delay practice so but we do we are able to swim if it's just rain so definitely had some practices when it's pouring rain which is honestly kind of fun cool cool switches it up backstroke in the rain that seems like it could be a challenge yeah especially yeah no it is definitely even like adjusting to like doing backstroke outside with nothing to sight other than like the sky obviously is something that I had to learn over time, but it's obviously good to like leading up to even like LA, which might be outside and things like that. Cool. Yeah. What were your thoughts on like Fukuoka as like a, as a city and a whole? I mean, I did go to Tokyo, Japan, which was so cool. So I was really excited to go back there and visit like a new city. And I've, I've always loved the people there. They're so honorable and nice and welcoming. So it was fun to go back and visit there and kind of revisit and reminisce some memories and yeah I had a really good time there oh yeah definitely wasn't what I expected Uh, I thought it'd be more like industrial but there was really beautiful kind of mountains and we were right on the water and it was really cool because our hotel was right pretty much right on the water and I went and watched high diving once or twice so that was super cool but just getting to go and explore a bit more when we were so locked down in Tokyo was was great cool all right so let's kind of get into the actual swimming um, overall championship. So Summer, can you kick things off um, with that 400 free and then kind of how did you like reset your mind after that? And then um, 
just have some, I mean, all your races, you did, you did great. Um, but how did you kind of reset after a fourth place finish, maybe something you weren't hoping for and then to, you know, world champ. Yeah. I think that the 400 freestyle final taught me so much about who I am. And I learned so much from that experience and how I am able to bounce back from a bad race. Um, obviously I wasn't happy with my result and I know I could have done a lot better, but it just wasn't my day. I mean, I, it just wasn't my day. And I think that's where I kind of now heading into Paris, I look back and I can kind of build off of that and see where I went wrong with my coach and stuff like that. So, and then kind of just getting back up from that race mentally, it took a bit of energy, but once I kind of started, I had a day off after the four free. So after that, I kind of reset and then kind of looked at it as a fresh start and a new meet. So then I had the 200 fly, I think, um, uh, heats and semis. And that's one of my favorite events. So it was really good just to get back racing again and kind of reset. So I kind of just try to forget about it and put it in the back of my mind. Cause I had so many, that was my first race, of course. So I had so many races to go and so many exciting moments, um, ahead of me that I just try to move on from it and not try to focus on it too much. Gotcha. And then um, Maggie, that that hundred fly. Tell me a little bit about the hundred fly. Congrats on the world silver medal, first off. And um, I read a little something that you said there's some things you want to work on um, for next year. So maybe kind of break down that race for me. And then what are those like specific things you're hoping to work on? Yeah, for sure. I was actually really surprised and happy with second place. I mean, overall, the times I think in that heat, I think we would all agree on that they were relatively slow compared to. Tokyo and compared to kind of even last year I think the winning time was like a 55-6 so we're not exactly sure why everyone was kind of a little bit slower but um, I'd worked a lot this year on my front end speed because I've always been so good on the second 50 so that was a big focus this year and I had a lot of really good easy speed on the first 50 and it went like a half a second faster than I'd ever gone before and I think I definitely felt it on the second 50 but knowing that I have that easy speed, I can kind of go back and focus more on my back speed like I have in the past and hopefully put it all together in Paris. Yeah. Do you have any like specific sets or anything that like you work on to do that? Um, Just, I do a lot of aerobic training, um, which surprises a lot of people because I, I don't really swim anything over hundred meters. So as yeah. a sprinter, um, I'm not really in sprint group at all. And I, I do like my aerobic training. So I would say just making sure that I have that base to kind of help me on that back half. Absolutely. And then, um, summer, you move to the 200 free 200 fly double. And I'm interested, um, like, what do you do like in between, um, those races? Like, do you remember like how much time you had in between and do you have like a routine of things you do when you have to swim twice? Yes, that was definitely, that's not, I did not do that the previous world championship. So mm-hmm. learning how to do that double is really important when I, if I do want to have, a bigger event lineup um for bigger meets things like that for the paris and things like that so i don't know i don't can't remember exactly how long i had in between i think it was probably around an hour i think i mean i think my shortest um turnaround was after the 4am into the four by one medley relay but having that hour just basically i just warm down maybe eat a little something hydrate and kind of free prepare and kind of debrief the previous race with my coach so I mean, honestly, I find kind of doing those quick turnarounds is honestly really fun because um, it keeps the adrenaline going. But it's definitely something that you have to kind of 
think about a lot going before you start. Um, so you know that everything has to be down to the minute. So you have enough time to reprepare and get ready for the next race. For sure. And Maggie, do you have any things you do when you have, if you have to swim twice? Um, yeah, so I actually had two doubles on the first day. So I had a total of four swims, which is, it's a wow. lot for me, uh, yeah. just like uh, being a sprinter and everything. Um, but just trying to get a good warm down in and usually like a quick flush to kind of just get my legs working because 100 free is hard on the legs and that's always the second one. So definitely want to focus on that part. For sure. And then like um, on that 200 fly, 200 um, free double, what were your kind of thoughts on um, your performances in those events, Summer? I mean, overall, I was really happy to be able to do that double. And those are 200 free is obviously my shortest race that I did there. And I was pretty happy with the final. Um, and then my two fly final, it was just a really fun race. I mean, two fly is definitely one of my favorite events and just kind of learning more and more about it each time I race because it is a very strategic race um, and learning more for what I need to do in training, heading forward to be stronger on that back half and being able to hold the third 50 as well. Yeah. Well, why do you think um, the 200 fly is one of your favorite events? I don't know. I think naturally um, it just always has been, even since a young age, I've always really liked the two fly and four AM since I was like 10. I mean, I remember swimming my first long course meters to fly when I was 10 years old and pushing to do that. Cause I just wanted to see what it was like. And I just think to fly is such a um, interesting stroke because so much can change in those last 15 meters. Um, so kind of knowing that opportunity is always there and kind of learning how to swim it. Same with two free. I think 200s are probably one of the most strategic distances for swimming races. Yeah. What would be like one piece of advice you'd give to someone swimming to 200 fly? Um, for how I, well, I, I kind of swim it differently every time. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it's really important to kind of be able to develop your easy speed on that first 50 and then learning to really hold that second 50 and then just pushing the third 50. That's going to be the hardest mentally and physically is that third 50 and then sprint the last 50 basically. So just learning how to split and pace the race correctly. Cause if you go out too fast and you're going to probably go vertical, <laughs> which happens to everyone. Right. So just, I think over time, everyone kind of learns from their own personal experience what works best for them. For sure. And kind of Maggie, I kind of want to ask you some questions about the relays. Cause it seems like Canadian relay, like you're always there. And especially like last year you did like strictly relays, right? Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about just Canada relays as a whole. Cause it's like, I see, I was kind of going through that metal table last night. I'm like, Oh dang, Canada's like, they're freaking good on the relays. Like they had like a third, a second or whatever, like these past few years kind of tell me like, what are some like maybe future goals for, um, a, a Canadian relay and just your overall thoughts on, um, the relays in Fukuoka. I think the relays have been a really important part of swimming Canada as a whole since I want to say 2015 worlds was the first time we had medaled in a relay in like decades. So I think that was a big step. And then I think moving from then to 2016, it definitely became more of a focus. And then with Penny and Tay kind of popping up on the scene, it just further boosted those chances that we had. And I think we were seen as the underdogs at first, which definitely I think helped us to kind of get to where we are now. Cause there wasn't any expectation. It's like, well, what do we have to lose kind of idea? Right. I think we've just 
like Summer said earlier, like we had the momentum and it's just so easy to kind of carry that through. And this year was a bit different. I mean, we had a bunch of new people on the team and we were trying out some different strategies, but it's always exciting to kind of race with different people that you've never swum on a relay with. For sure. Do you have a favorite relay? Um, well, I think they all bring their own like positives and challenges. I mean, the medley relay is just so fun because I feel like it's the last, like the last race. We all just want to put it out there for the girls, but it's also challenging in that aspect because we've all had such a long meet. Um, the free relay is super fun just because we've been so competitive in the last couple of years and I'm working a lot on my hundred free and I want a best time on the lead off in the morning in Fukuoka. So that was a pretty big step for me and hopefully can kind of get that down further for next year. And the med- the mixed relays are always it's always such a fun time with the guys. Like they just bring such a different energy in the ready room. And the medley, the mixed medley is definitely a lot more challenging as a flyer, like swimming in waves. Um, The morning I was like swimming in the ocean because the guys uh, on either side of me were like 10 meters ahead. And that's just a little bit too much to be able to ride the wave, but you're rather kind of getting pushed around by it. And then obviously the mix free, I think would probably be the most fun um because everyone usually has the same strategy which is you go the two guys first and then the two girls um so the lead doesn't change that much and you're racing your own gender so it's not hard and you're not swimming in waves but you still get the same fun atmosphere of swimming with the guys gotcha when did they um kind of start doing those mixed medley relays do you remember when that came to an international stage um i want to say around 7 2017 the first time i competed on them was on the junior level in 2018. Um, and then they weren't added to the Olympics until 2021. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause we, I had, um, Brent Hayden on the podcast and, um, yeah, I don't remember him saying anything about mi- mixed, uh, relays cause he's, um, kind of an older guy. So he was a legend though. We had him on and me and my, um, co-host didn't know like what we were doing. We had him on there for two hours and he asked every he answered every question like a champ and then thanked us i was like man you're the best um so i think like yeah i think this is like our you guys are like the fourth canadian swimmers um brant Ilya, and then you two so we're t- having a canadian takeover on the last yeah. one fast one podcast okay um summer w- tell me your thoughts on like the 400 im um yeah at Worlds? Yeah, at Worlds. Yeah, so I think mentally and physically, the 400 IM on the last day is probably the hardest thing for me to kind of learn from last Worlds because I I literally was it. That's probably the hardest race I ever had was the 4 IM at last Worlds just because I was so exhausted from the, all those, all the racing beforehand. So going into this year, I knew it was going to be a tough one, but I knew I would just try to have fun with it and kind of push myself as much as possible. And I learned so much from last year because this year it was so much, I wouldn't say it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it was a lot easier than last year physically. And I still felt fresh on like whatever day it was of the meet. Um, so learning what I need previous, like taper wise and on those days off, cause I had two days off before the 400 I am learning what I need in between um, really just kind of taught me that, that those little small tweaks can really help in the, in the end game. So yeah, overall, I was really happy with that race. Obviously I was off my, um, my best time, but I mean, that's, I try my best. And that's all I can really ask for. And as long as I keep progressing from each big championship meets, I think that's all I can really do. 
Gotcha. So you said this year it felt easier for you than uh, last year? Yes, for sure. I think I just felt a lot more rested and fresh heading into that race mentally and physically. And I also, of course, made tweaks to do that. So learning from what I did differently heading into that race really helped me. And that's stuff that I'll carry on heading into Paris. Gotcha. I I have a question. So do you have like a, so you swam Canadian um, trials. That was like your world record, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have like a preference? Like, do you prefer, like was the Canadian trials is like, is it pretty good energy or is it like, um, not so much? Like I've never been, so I'm just wondering. Yeah. So, um, this year I found, I don't know, Maggie, Maggie probably, Maggie's obviously been to more than I have, but this year I found the energy was amazing in the stands. Um, the stands were quite full and that's really, I love feeding off the energy. I love when the stands are full and that's why I really look forward to going to these big meets, but, um, in previous years, especially Olympic year, that's when there was no one in this in the stands at all, and that's what was really hard because it was very, it was very different. Um, but they actually had like a pre-recording of like everyone's cheers compiled together. Nice. So we would play it during the race, but it was so loud if you weren't in the water, like you could not even hear yourself. Think it was it was definitely interesting, but having like actual people in the stands. Um, when we were able to do so because of COVID, obviously not. Um, it was really fun this year to kind of feed off that energy. And I think everyone kind of really enjoyed that. Gotcha. So you prefer the energy. You prefer the pack stands. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. I that, yeah. Gotcha. What about you, Maggie? I mean, you want a gold medal with like no one in the stands, right? Do you have yeah, like a, do you have a preference? Do you like when it's just like empty or do you like when people are going crazy? I mean, it's weird to think about now that like we didn't have anyone because I feel like all the swimmers and athletes that like, and um, we had like the COC and just like other support people there. Um, so if they weren't swimming that day or just they're supporting, like there were people in the stands, not hundreds of thousands like they were supposed to be. Um, so I would say there was like a bit of an atmosphere, um, but I would definitely go to summer and say this year's trials is like way better than I've ever seen. Cool. Um, but I guess comparison to like being in the States and kind of doing the NCAA and then obviously like worlds in 2019 and worlds this summer, like Canadian swimming, we still need to get some more fans out and hopefully still kind of grow that sport aspect, but definitely compared to years past this year was great. Yeah. How how would you sell like a Canadian ho- hockey fan on like coming to a swim meet? Like what would be like your go-to? Me? Um, or either one, both of you. You go first, Mikey. <laughs> um, I would just say something like, it's still water. It's just not frozen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, I think swimming is such an interesting sport to watch because so much can change. And like, I think honestly, I'm, it might sound weird, but honestly, I really enjoy watching like sprint races, like hundred meter freestyle. Um, Cause it's just always so close. And if you, it's so much more interesting if you see it in person, cause it, the, watching it on video it doesn't do it justice about how fast people are moving through water and i think people would respect it and be more interested if they were able to see in person so i think that's the main thing for me is you saw in person it would even be cooler gotcha all right and then um anything else kind of from world champs like overall thoughts or anything that i missed thanks all right sweet (laughs) um and now just kind of a couple more questions for you. Um, so Doha 2024, is that something that would interest either of you? Nope. 
Not as of now, no. Gotcha. Okay. And then these are some rapid fire questions that um, we ask all of our guests. Um, well, not all. Of, I, I, I threw a Canadian question in there. So we haven't asked the Canadian one for everyone, but um, maybe we should start doing that. But uh, the first question I got is favorite Canadian celebrity. Drake. Gotta go with my buddy, Ryan Reynolds. All right. <laughs> um, favorite person you've swam with. Maggie McNeil. Summer. All right. There you go. Keeping it easy here. Um, if you could swim with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? I always tell people you can swim with Abe Lincoln. Um, you can swim with Michael Phelps. It doesn't matter. You pick it and they gain the ability to swim who you pick in. Probably Michael Phelps. Okay. I don't know. That's a really morbid question, Dead or Alive. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it doesn't have to be morbid. It can, it can be anyone. It's just like if they were, you know. Just like a random person that doesn't have to be right. swimming. I don't know. There's, I haven't really thought about that before. All right. We'll come back. We'll come back okay. to you. We'll okay. wrap it up with Think that one it. for you. Um, What are you eating on at a um meat, like favorite meat snack? Any sort of carb, like probably just like a plain pasta or rice, probably. Just like a just like a bowl of rice straight up. Yep. Nothing on it. Well, like butter and soy sauce, maybe, but okay. I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> gotcha. So they, do they have like microwaves at the at the meats you can like um warm stuff up? No, we have like um they're like what are they called? Um they're like the camping they're dehydrated meals dehydrated meals but usually like if i'm like at the actual pool i'll usually just have like a fruit bar or granola bar but when i'm back at the hotel i'll have like a bunch of carbs before i gotcha. i thought you're gonna say you have like a gas stove or something like i was <laughs> like dang that's like crazy they they got those at the meet that would be nice yeah no definitely not um i'm usually snacking on goldfish whether at the pool or at the hotel okay um all right, Maggie, we're coming back to you. If you could swim with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? I want to go with, like, not a swimmer. Maybe I'll go with Molly Carlson, who I just met, who's such a cool person. Gotcha. Cool. All right, and then the final question that I ask all of our guests on the last one, Fast One Podcast, is if you give one piece of advice to anyone um listening not it doesn't have to be swimming related but it can be um what would it be i think for me mine's going to be swimming related is just like swimming is like remember why you started this sport i think most people when they start at a young age they started just because they truly just loved and enjoyed going into practice every day seeing their friends and kind of training hard working hard so I think being able to enjoy the process along the way and work as hard as possible is what you'll get most out of it. Cause if you're a happy swimmer, you'll also swim really fast and kind of be able to enjoy those success moments even more. Gotcha. Maggie. Um, I agree with that. Um, but I would also say that it's important to take some time for yourself, whether that's in life away from work or away from your sport, or away from school, just to like, relax and de-stress and just enjoy life. Gotcha. All right. Well, that wraps it up. That's episode 30 of the last one fast one podcast. Um, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no problem.